you're listening to the Locked In Podcast. Here's your host, Algernon Cash. I'm Algernon Cash, and you're locked in. We are coming up on July 4th. Everybody knows how much I love July 4th. I like Juneteenth, too, so I did celebrate Juneteenth before I get my audience all all riled up. I went out to Wilmington and made sure I celebrate Juneteenth. But July 4th is coming up, and, and that's America's birthday, and I get pretty excited about July. And this particular July, I'm going to be focused on telling the stories of some really cool entrepreneurs right here in your backyard, right here in the triad um, region of North Carolina. And today's young lady, Claudia Shivers, who's locking in with me, she's a good friend of mine. I've not seen her in person in too long, so I hate that this is how we're reconnecting. But for my audience, I think you're getting ready to get a lot out of um, listening to Claudia and learning about her new business and even some struggles that she had to overcome to launch that new business. Claudia, thank you for locking in with me. How are you? Amazing. And it's wonderful to be here with you, Algernon. It is. I, you know, I don't know if you recall this, but you, you and I have done some radio together before um, yes. when I used to do Buster Brown show, the afternoon thing. Yes. Uh, you came in and provided some advice to our audience. And um, that, that had to be what, 10, 10 years ago? At least 10 years ago when we were when we were both babies. It, we were. We were. I, I'd like to say that my um, my vision and my ambition is finally starting to catch up to my skills. So um, we, <laughs> right. we, all, we all had big dreams back then. But um, I, I do need to get over it. You recently. Well, I say recently, you just got a storefront this year for your coffee business, Clean Coffee mm-hmm. Bean, which is located at 1200 East Chester in High Point. But you've been doing this business since 2020, right? So yes. you've been doing this for a little while. Let's yes. kick in right there. Talk a little bit about Queen Coffee Bean. And now that you're, well, you've always been an entrepreneur, but but now you're in the food business. <laughs> well, for one thing, being an entrepreneur in any other field and being an entrepreneur in the food business is completely different. Um, you you learn a lot of humility that you you did not realize was possible. But Queen Coffee Bean pretty much came about because of my love of coffee and my newfound love of being in service to other people. So I learned when I was, you know, I was working as a barista before I, I learned that the the act of the, a small act of kindness, a small a small gesture of handing somebody a cup of coffee to brighten up their morning could change your day as well. So from there, I learned I I developed my saying: you have to have a grat- an attitude of gratitude, right? So Queen Coffee Bean helps me remember to remember every day to just have that gratitude, and you get to see it around you. You get to look at the walls every day, and you remember, oh, this is why I'm doing it. I have gratitude because I have vanilla syrup today. I have gratitude because I have Ethiopian coffee beans today. You know, so so Queen Coffee Bean is is it's my vision personified, you know. So I get to see the brick and mortar of what of what humility and gratitude actually look like. You know, the, the way you and I reconnected earlier in the year, um, I, I read an article and I now I can't remember the publication that I came across. I think you posted on your Facebook page and I, I read the article and it, it talked about all of the, the work and the research and development that you had to go into to actually do Queen Coffee Bean. And, right. you know, my audience know, or, or may recall that I used to have Zesto, Zesto Burgers and Ice Cream here in Winston-Salem. And I used to talk extensively about how difficult it was to sell hamburgers and how many French fries you had to try before you <laughs> knew what French fry to put on the menu. And, and right. you know, so it can be very, very 
much more challenging than I think people in the general public um, know or recognize. Talk, talk a little bit about that R&D process that you had to go through to deliver um, Queen Coffee Bean to the, to the public. So there's a lot of reading that goes into it because you don't realize what you don't know until, until you start reading a little bit and then you start digging a little bit more. So part of the research was reading the origin of coffee. Where was the first coffee being discovered? How, you know, so the, the history of coffee and then learning what you're looking for in a taste of coffee. So after you taste all the different coffees, then you want to know how, how do you get to that taste? So then I got into the roasting space, which is, which is my happy place. So I started roasting and well, I started roasting at home and I kept setting off all the smoke detectors. And because my son loved me so much, he just took the smoke detectors down. And so, um, so then I moved to the front porch and started roasting on the front porch. And I learned a lot just from the roasting process, different beans roast different ways, different beans from different regions taste different, have different tastes to them. And then you have to learn what to pair them with. So, you know, when you're growing up in America, you learn put cream and sugar in your coffee. And that is not the best way to drink coffee. First of all, if you can't just drink your coffee, just plain, then you probably want to keep looking for another coffee. But sometimes you want to know what, if I use a cream or a milk, what what brings out the flavor in this coffee? What makes it taste better? And then if I'm going to have a pastry, you know, you think a cheese Danish is so simple, but then do I want a cheese Danish with more cheese? Is that going to pair well with this coffee? Do I serve cheese Danishes with the Kenyan coffee? Or, you know, do I only serve it with, you know, can I serve it with everything? So the research and development, I mean, I had a lot of friends and family come over <laughs> mm. and try a lot of coffee, you know, you guilt them a little bit, you know, guys, you know, you want me to be successful. And so you, you get, you know, you get them to try different things, but every coffee that I have, when I roast it, we try it iced hot and with alcohol, every single one, mm. just to see, to get a good taste for it. And recently, because I have some friends that have cigar shops, they've asked me to develop some coffees that taste good with their, with some particular cigars. So, so like you said, testing out different fries and different burgers, you have to test out, you know, is this Ethiopian from this particular region better in my signature blend? Because you can't, well, I can tell a difference and some people can't tell a difference. So, and then is this good as a dark or is this, is this good as a medium blend? Hmm. So, and then I also had to learn to use the the more advanced roaster that I bought. So now I have an official, hmm. you know, coffee roaster. And so I had to learn to use that. And that process I mean, I, I have now I have a friend who who does uh, mission trips to China and he has a coffee roastery there. So he's been teaching me how to use my roaster, what I'm looking for in the beans. But it's just, you know, it's a it's, it's a, a lot. lot. Yes, yeah, a lot of work. So. I, I can I can tell you become a real coffee enthusiast. I, I, I'm just <laughs> listening to you. You talk about it and you can you know, even hear the passion in your voice, which tends to be so common for a lot of entrepreneurs. They just develop a strong sense of passion around what they're doing. I am someone who has certainly been guilty of just having a little bit of coffee with my cream <laughs> and sugar. And, um, and and so I've definitely been guilty. Now, my grandmother, she used to drink coffee black. I mean, you know, no no cream, no sugar. And um, I, I never, never really understood how she was able to do that. So if, am I understanding correctly, you are roasting the beans on site? Yes. At, at Queen Coffee Bean. OK, yes, so this isn't a process that's being outsourced. 
No, it's not. Nope. Wow. Nope. Because I, I realized that the best point of entry into the coffee business in this area is the roasting space. So, so the business started out being built around the roastery as opposed to just selling coffee. So, so that's a good question. Then, do you get a number of customers that are coming in not just to sit down and have that cup of coffee in the Danish and have a meeting, but are they coming in and just buying the beans? I have plenty of people who just buy the beans, and especially a lot outside of North Carolina. But I have a lot of people who who specifically want the beans. They'll buy the co- a cup of coffee because they came to get the beans. But I mean, I could. I could not make one drink and still be fine because people always want the beans. I actually run out of the beans quite often. So, so that's a good entrepreneurial problem to have. So now I have to, you know, raise, have the revenue to be a, or capital to buy a larger quantity of beans in advance of orders. Now, so is it available online if my audience wanted to go order the beans? What's your, what's your website? Queencoffeebean.com. QueenCoffeeBean.com. Okay. I want to encourage my audience to go check that out. And um, I've, I've got to come to Queen Coffee Bean myself personally. I'm going to get my beans over there. Um, but you're located at 1200 East Chester Drive, Suite 2, um, 202 in High yes. Point, correct? All right. I want to yes. make sure I got that right. You, you know, um, I talked a little bit about we're getting ready to go into July. Fourth of July is here. Uh, America is all about the American dream, entrepreneurship. So this month I am trying to highlight a lot of entrepreneurs right here in North Carolina. Um, anyone who's an entrepreneur knows that you go through a lot of challenges, whether it's re- related to raising money, um, acquiring a certain skill set, you know, getting your brick and mortar. There's a lot of different challenges you go through. But Claudia, you went through a different set of challenges. You you've been formally incarcerated, and when you got released, Queen Coffee Bean was sort of like your passion project. So. Talk a little bit about that and, and the struggle of, of going through incarceration and then actually coming out and starting a successful business. Algernon, I'm glad you asked the question, because if you'd asked me on June 1st, 2018, when I was in the process of being indicted, I would have said this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life. If you asking me this today, everything from that day to now led me to be as successful as I am now with the perspective that I have now. So, so like I said, I was indicted June 1st, 2018. And at the same time, I was um, taking care of my grandmother. She was terminally ill with Parkinson's. And so I I couldn't work, right? Because I had been indicted. So where was I going to work? And I had to shut down my previous business, but it gave me the chance to spend time with my grandparents that I would have never spent any, I would have never spent that time otherwise because I was just focused on fo- focusing on how to make more money. Right. Um, I took care of my grandmother. She passed away in June 2018. And then I was sentenced to 21 months in federal prison. And so I was I left August 26, 2019. And but prior to that, I worked at Starbucks while I was at Starbucks contemplating how terrible my life was. It wasn't really that bad. Looking back, yeah. if your life can be solved with going to work at Starbucks, 
it's probably not that bad, right? So, but that's where I learned to be in service to others. Nobody there knew me or knew my situation. They just knew that I worked the drive-through really well. And so, so I started reading a book which talked about gratitude. So I started keeping a gratitude journal. So by the time I went to prison, I had a I was writing a gratitude journal and a business plan for Queen Coffee Bean. Mm. And I talked to several women there who you know, in their kind way, kind of put me in my place. They were like, no matter who you think you are, who you used to be, you're here with us. So you might as well calm down. And yeah. and that that's a reality check, right? No matter how right you think you are about everything, you could tell a tree, a tree by its fruit, right? So if this is where, if this is where I am, what do I need to think about again? So I took my time then to start listening more to other people and, and then to just learn that if you can, if you can enjoy your time, no matter where you are, if you can get along in prison, you can get along everywhere. So then I had people who were helping me write my business plan because we didn't have a copy machine. So people would sit beside me. I would write one page of my business plan and somebody would sit beside me and they would write the same thing. Mm. So then I had several copies of the business plan so I wouldn't lose it right so so pretty much I spent that time to just only focus focus on myself and writing the business plan so when I came home I just had a new perspective about things because I was making 13 cents an hour (laughs) working Hmm. in prison so if I could be happy with 13 cents an hour and without all the amenities that I thought I needed then I could be happy doing anything. And the one way I could always remember to be in service to others is to remember to serve them a nice cup of coffee. So then on July 8th, 2020, a 21 month sentence turned into only 10 and a half months. So I came home early, right? Mm. And then and then I was able to start, you know, I just, I was able to go back to Starbucks for a little bit, but then my business online picked up to the point that I ended up leaving Starbucks and people were very supportive. And to this day, people send me little messages like we saw you on TV while we were in prison. And then I realized that I could do, you know, that I could change my life. Um, You know, I I teach through um, inmates to entrepreneurs. So I have people reach out to say, you know, your story is encouraging. We, Mm. We appreciate you sharing your story because I almost didn't share the story because I thought there would be a stigma attached to it. But, you know, and if it is, that's fine. But the people it helps is worth telling the story and dealing with whatever judgment it is. So so now here we are today telling the story and serving coffee. Well, I, I am so proud of you, man. I'm, I'm just, I, I really am. And, and, and I know it's got to be incredibly difficult to tell the story, right? Like that's right. hard to do. Um, and just listening to you even talk about it just now with, with the level of confidence and, and um, passion that you have, I am um, 100% convinced that you telling this story, it, it, it's going to help so many people. You, you may not even be able to quantify the number of people it's going to reach over time and, and the people that it, it, could, it could open a door for. And I think so many times entrepreneurs, we go through like bad stuff. I mean, and you went through a really, really difficult situation, right. um, but you know, others may go through bankruptcy or their business fails or whatever happens or the wife leaves, all these different things that go on. And we get, we, we, we're so proud that we don't want to tell the story. Right. right. But going through that experience, it is, I, you know, that's what I think God a lot of times intends. Um, right. It becomes a part of your narrative 
Um, and it certainly becomes a part of your 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 strength. And I, I just I want to thank you for telling the story. I you know, obviously I knew part of the story, but then when I read the article that you posted earlier in the year, one, I had some tears coming down my, my face, to be honest with you, but I was just so taken aback that you had such that um, that amount of courage and confidence to step out there and say, hey. I want people to know what happened. And, and I, I think you're blessing people by doing so. And, and I recall when I was working at Zesto and I would be in there working. And even though I was the owner, I'd, I'd work the drive through and people would come through and they wouldn't know who I was. They, they didn't know who Algernon was. And I tell you, Claudia, I loved it because it gave me a chance to start just stepping outside of myself and, right. and, and figuring out what it is that I was most passionate about. What did I want to do with the business? How did I want to serve people? And, and so to my, my message to my audience, if you're an entrepreneur out there, figure out how to step outside of yourself, figure out how to shift your perspective so that you see things around you a lot different. And then I want you to think about what Claudia just shared about giving back. I mean, she's going back and reaching back to other incarcerated individuals and also trying to teach them the skills of entrepreneurship so they can create opportunities for themselves. So that's incredibly powerful. Well, Claudia, the story doesn't end there. You, you shared with me offline that you're already working on a second location. You're, you're doing online. You've got your first brick and mortar up and running. You've got a second one you're trying to do at the Nussbaum Center in Greensboro. I'm getting ready to run out of time, but before I lose you, Tell my audience, what can they expect out of Claudia Shivers in the future? In the future, listen, I'm going to teach more people to roast coffee, more people to offer great customer service and work in the coffee industry. They're going to get all this coffee and our delicious, del, uh, delicious blended beverages. So, you know, y'all can stop by any location, try it. And and I'll, I'll be out somewhere talking about something related to gratitude and serving up some coffee. So, you know, keep your eyes out. It'll be on social media as much as I can get it out. And what, what better medium to tell stories than over a cup of coffee? So it's like you, it's, right. it's absolutely perfect for what your, your vision and mission is. I'm again, very happy for you to my audience. Go check out Queen Coffee Bean located at 1200 East Chester Suite 202 in High Point coming soon to Greensboro. But if you also want to just check out the beans and roast at home, um, you can order online, go to queencoffeebean.com. And the other voice that you've heard locked in with me today was Claudia Shivers. Um, you can go find her online, go follow her pages on social media. Um, to my audience, make sure you stay tuned to WTOB because that is where the Locked In Show broadcasts every Sunday morning at 7.30. But if you happen to miss it there, you can always subscribe and download the podcast. You can download it at Pandora, Spotify, wherever your favorite podcast is, you can lock in with me there and be sure to follow Algernon Cash on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And until next time, y'all stay locked in. The executive producer of the Locked In Podcast is Algernon Cash for WCG. The associate producer is Tim Beeman for Such and Such Media. The views and opinions in this podcast are solely those of the contributors and are not necessarily those of our distributors or hosting company. This podcast is copyrighted and cannot be reproduced without express written consent of WGC.